Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of NBA DFS Today. I am your host, Keith Cork, and you get to have me all to yourself for the next uh, 25 minutes or so while I give you just an early look at this slate coming up here. Some good calls from the last slate. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, big cash money, just kind of recap uh, what happened yesterday. I should just keep doing that, shouldn't I? Uh, Josh Hart was the guy that we slipped into our lineups as we got closer to lock. If you didn't have a DFS pass, you might have missed out on that. Jalen Williams, uh, not great. Uh, well, he, he was fine. He was just really heavily owned and um, didn't put up the, the monster line we were hoping for there. Chet Holmgren was someone I slipped in at the end as well. That was a good call. Uh, Xavier Tillman didn't end up sinking us because he did get an overtime game there. Uh, but the one call that was bad, well, two calls, Ben Simmons, uh, only 28.25 DK points and uh, didn't nearly, wasn't nearly as active as I hoped he would be. I was hoping he'd just reach that triple ball before us. You know, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 points. Uh, fell just short there. Um, but it is what it is. Kevin Love did not play. Um, that's the biggest miss and probably the reason I didn't reach the cash on this one. Um, so there you go. So a couple a couple good calls. Um, some that didn't go our way. And uh, obviously when that happens, uh, you know. We, we trudge on. We, we go to the next one. So here it is. Here is our Saturday slate. It is a seven-game slate again, which is a nice number. A little a little few too many. A uh, few more than I'm comfortable with usually, but uh, not too not not so large. It's not manageable. And we're gonna just tear through these and just talk about guys that stick out to me just off the bat. We don't have lines for a lot of these games. A lot of them are back to backs, like this one here. Uh, Hornets at Indiana. Uh, Pacers are on a back-to-back -back here. Uh, Hornets should be fresh. They should be favored. Uh, I don't believe, if I recall, that they played tonight when I'm recording. Uh, I better double-check that just to be sure. Uh, no, they did not. So, yeah, they're, they're the fresh ones here. Um, so it should be a good game. I do like LaMelo Ball here at 9,100. I've been, I did kind of suggest him a couple slates ago. Uh, had another underwhelming game. But, you know, we see that 50-point DK point upside, and he's only 9,100 now. His salary came down 500 from the last slate. So I do like that salary dip there, and it's against Indiana, who we just, you know, attacked from the guard position with Donovan Mitchell successfully. Uh, I just don't think that they care how many points they give up. They, they typically outscore the other team. But, um, you know, it was a tough game against the Cavaliers, and, uh, you know, Pacers end up winning by five there. But it was a really close one, and uh, Donovan Mitchell really got his. So I like LaMelo here. You can also use that theory and play some Terry Rozier at 7,000. But if I'm setting up for LaMelo, I'm definitely not getting both those guys in my lineup. I just don't think uh, both those guys are, are going to go off. But one of them probably will. 
So that's what I'm looking at in that game just as a spend up. Uh, oh, and I have one more here. It, it just feels like such a trap because I'm going to play this guy. He just had a big game. <sighs> Everything says play this guy and I'm going to play him and he's going to have a clunker because he just always does when I play him. But let's try to keep that, you know, away. We're going to try to just stay the course and play smart plays. Miles Turner at 6,700 up against the Hornets, who are one of the weakest teams against the center position. Uh, Turner's shot was falling tonight, the night I'm, I'm recording this. Will it fall again against uh, Charlotte? Who knows? If it doesn't, it's just the points could end up being, like we see, 8, 11 points, somewhere around there. Um, and, you know, the blocks are probably going to be there. Um, he only had two in this last game, but, you know, hopefully he can put up, like, a, a four-block game or something like that against this Hornets team. He hasn't done that yet this season. Um, assists will be, be there. Rebounds have been up this season, but it's just I'm a little wary just because we've seen with Miles Turner that they do fluctuate quite a bit. So um, if that three ball's fallen, uh, great. He's going to absolutely smash that price tag, um, and it's the right matchup. I just, something in my gut just says, man, it, it just seems so obvious that everyone's going to play it, and then all of a sudden it's not going to hit for us. But I think in cash, you just you lock him in because everyone's going to have him. Um, okay, Lakers in Orlando. I end up with one person in my lineup here. My dummy lineup. Um, this will be an interesting game. I think this, you know, be a close game. They had a, a really close game in the last matchup. Uh, I believe Orlando lost by two, if I remember correctly. Uh, or no, I think it was three. And they had a last second shot that came up a little short. Uh, I want to say that was Franz Wagner that took that shot. I'm not 100% sure, but... Either way, um, we do have kind of a data point already here. Anthony Davis had a really nice game against them. I think that's possible again here. Uh, Paula Mancaro had another, uh, had a really nice game uh, against the, uh, well, it wasn't, actually, no, he had a terrible game against the Lakers. I apologize. He had a really nice game in the last one against Utah. Uh, and yeah, I don't think I'm going to go to Paulo here, not necessarily because of what happened in the last game, just because um, I, I do think, it, you know, the Lakers are a really tough defensive team and, I do uh, think that it's going to be a tough ask for them to score on this team. Both these teams are fresh, though. Neither of them are on a back-to-back, -back, so we should get a, a full goal from each side. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., obviously, on the uh, Magic is out. I would love to play some Mo Wagner, but again, this matchup just it just screams to stay away from me. So um, Anthony Davis is there. He's really a defensive dynamo as much as you want to hate him for whatever reason. Um, he does things on defense that other people just, just can't. So I don't think I'm going with Moritz Wagner here. If he was in like the 3K, 4K range, then sure. Uh, I think you can consider them. Uh, Gabe Vincent also out for the Lakers. So that should open up more minutes. Uh, well, D'Angelo Russell should have safe minutes. He's an okay play at 6,400. Uh, Cam Reddish should have minutes as well. He's only 4,000. Had a nice game in the last one. 37 minutes is what sticks out. Um, but... I just don't, I mean, I, I, Cam Reddish is definitely not a guy uh, that I can trust. But I will say at 4000 the risk is pretty minimal. So he is definitely in my player pool and somebody that I'm considering. He's not in my dummy lineup right now, um, but I don't love my dummy lineup. It's going to change a couple times before before lock happens. So Cam Reddish definitely in that player pool for me. Uh, Max Christie at 3100 in, in deeper you know um, competitions. Um, he did get 22 minutes. I do like this kid. He can shoot the lights out. He had a really bad shooting game in the last one, one of seven. But, I, I, you know, he's kind of a guy I had pegged in Dynasty months ago as something that could step into a rotation role with the Lakers. 
And I think he, he could excel. He's got some solid defense. He's got a nice shot. Um, he does profile somebody that can be very useful for them. So so he's a guy I would keep my eye on. I don't think I'm playing him in anything but, like, you know, uh, large field GPPs. But he is somebody that's interesting to me. Atlanta at the New Orleans Pelicans. And, again, I don't think I have lines for half these games anyway, so I'm just going to skip the lines. And it's getting late for me, to tell you the truth, guys. But either way, I'm going to give you my thoughts here initially on this slate. Uh, Atlanta at, at the Pelicans. Um, I mean, you know, Trey Young at 9,000. I just think, you know, if I'm going to play Trey Young at 9,000 or if I'm going to play LaMelo Ball at 9,100, which guy's going to, you know, go out, possibly go off for 60 DK points? And, and I, right now, given the situations, I really do think that's LaMelo Ball in my heart of hearts. So I'm not as high on Trey Young just because I think there's a better option on the slate at the exact, almost exactly the same price. Um, but he's been putting up good lines. I mean, you know, very consistently in the 40s uh, for Trey Young and, you know, hasn't shot the ball particularly well. If he does shoot it well, um, you know, maybe he does reach that 60K, that 60 DK point upside. But I just, against this Pelicans team, I don't, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to happen. Uh, they do have some really nice defenders out there. And I think Trey just being a volume kind of inefficient shooter is just kind of what's going to happen. I mean, I don't think... It's going to be terrible, terribly crazy uh, to see him, you know, wind up in. I mean, he, he shot it really, really poorly to start the season. I'll say that, like twenty in the twenty percent, twenty five, seven percent looks like uh, range uh, for three pointers, and then for field goal percentage, he's like <laughs> in like the thirty three percent range or something like that. So it's going to come up. Uh, so now I'm almost talking myself into into playing Trey again. I, I guess I can't really rule him out of my player pool entirely. But something about this just says I would rather play LaMelo, uh, who, who's exactly the same price and has, I, in my opinion, the higher upside because he does contribute in assists and rebounds typically at a very high level. And the ownership uh, portion of this as well, I think, you know, more people will flock to Trey Young than they will to, to a struggling LaMelo ball, who still has a lot of question marks around him. Don't get me wrong. So. That's really the only thing that stood out to me here. Um, I love that Jalen Johnson's 5,600. I think it's a fair price for him. Uh, I don't think I end up... Uh, oh, I end up on one other guy. Oh, yeah, so I do have a thought here. Uh, obviously, we are still waiting on Baron en- Brandon Engram's status. If he, he is questionable here, if he's out another game, Jordan Hawkins, I'm, yeah, sure, I'll absolutely play him again. Um, I know he just had a real bad dud in 29 minutes, uh, one of seven from the field, and he only had 7.25 DK points and burned everybody. But luckily, he was like 70% owned. So uh, it really didn't burn anybody at the end of the day. And, um, you know, struggling from the field, but again, it's another situation where he's got a outsized role and has a lot of usage. So I still have interest in him at 4,900. And I'm really interested in, you know, any kind of tournament setting because I do think a lot of people are going to be off of him now. But that being said, I need a win, so I might not end up with him in my lineup here, even uh, if Brandon Ingram sits out. So he's a little bit on the edge for me, but he is still somebody I am considering. Uh, guys, if you don't have a DFS pass, by the way, it is 5 bucks a month. Go to sportitos.com, sign up, and you can talk to me as often as you want, up to the DFS lock, and uh, we'll help you win some money. And that's that's the goal here. So uh, get signed up. Let's do it. Uh, Boston at Brooklyn is going to be interesting as well. I think people do still sleep on Brooklyn for whatever reason. I love what I'm seeing out of uh, Ben Simmons, it's particularly on the defensive end. He does look to have that lateral movement back, so that's an, a good thing for him and a good thing for the Nets. 
uh, Cam Thomas balling out, filling a role for them um, really impressively. So, yeah, everything's on the up and up in Brooklyn. Obviously, Boston is a good team, though. Um, this could be a buzzsaw for the Brooklyn Nets. They could just run into it because they did just have a tough game against the, the My Bulls uh, where they won. But, you know, it was a physical and uh, grinded out type of game. So we'll see how that goes. I don't believe, yeah, Boston didn't play either. So they're going to be fresh as well. So, you know, definitely tilts towards Boston. I think the I think I did see a spread on this one, 9.5 points, which makes sense. Um, and so for that, you know, for that reason, I mean, I'm not really like going head over heels to play any of these guys. You know, some of the guys I did mention, like a, a Cam Thomas, uh, or a Ben Simmons or a, um, in this game, you know, maybe a Jalen Brown at 8,000. Those are guys you consider in tournaments, but I think in cash, this game's just generally a fade for me. So, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is a guy that was really producing in limited minutes. He had a, a, you know, an okay game. He actually saved his line with just scoring a whole bunch of points, which really isn't something that Dorian Finney-Smith does a whole lot. He is 5,300, though, so he's getting a little bit out of that price pool. There's other guys around that range I think I'd rather have on this slate. So, I'm not really not interested in a whole lot here, except for, like, large field GPPs, big tournaments. Uh, Utah at Minnesota. Uh, another really interesting one, and I do have a guy here I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, and it is John Collins. It's 5900 and you know I don't think his price tag is caught up yet just to the offensive role he has on this Utah Jazz team, and they're playing the Minnesota Timberwolves, which is a poor defensive team for whatever reason, even though they have Rudy Gobert. Um, they still give up a lot of points, play with a lot of pace, so I do like this situation here for John Collins at 5900 I think he can return, you know, Probably 35, uh, 30 to 35 DK points for us. Uh, he had 36.5 in the last one. So I don't think 30 is outside of the realm of possibility. He played 33 minutes also in that last game. Uh, didn't get as many shots as previous games, but he did shoot the ball uh, really well, especially from distance. And um, he's been shooting the ball well from distance, uh, well, decently all season. Um, put up a block in that last one. You know, he's always capable of putting up multiple blocks, but, uh, you know, the double-double potential is definitely there. Will he get you 15 and 10 and maybe like a block or two or a steal or two? So hopefully two stocks, uh, maybe an assist or two as well. Um, I will take that all day and, you know, hopefully he comes through for us. So he's a guy that's definitely hovering around my player pool. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker also is a guy that sticks out to me at 5,500. Um, you know, my old man, Mike Conley, uh, is a... Uh, is over there as well on the other side in Minnesota. So, you know, can Taylor Horton Tucker take advantage of him with his size? Uh, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not super inclined to play Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, but he is a guy that sticks out to me. Kessler, obviously at 6,000, I'm just going to always call him the biggest risk-reward play because uh, you just don't know what his minutes are going to be. And on the flip side of that, Kelly Olenek is pretty much the same boat i mean those guys are both pretty high ceiling guys um and one of them probably will go off but just your guess is as good as mine as to when and what the rhyme and reason there is i mean they're playing against rudy gobert uh here so question mark i mean <laughs> do they need more offense they need more defense that's kind of the way they're playing it and it seems like they're kind of just playing it by ear so if someone has an insight out there 
hit me with it on Twitter, Etho, at EthosKeith. And I'm happy to take that and, and continue to incorporate stuff into my uh, analysis here. Um, you know, some of the uh, other guys, uh, Colin Sexton at 4,400 sticks out as well. There's some cheaper guys you could probably go to here. This is probably going to be one of the higher scoring games on the slate. Uh, I didn't necessarily land on any of these guys. I'm not in love with any of them. The only one I really like is John Collins here, but I do feel like if you wanted to play some of those cheaper guys in this game, it's definitely doable. Uh, Sacramento Kings at Houston Rockets. Let's get right up into that because that's a fun one. Uh, that one's probably the one that I just personally have the most interest in. just seems like the most fun on, on paper. And, of course, the bonus I tend to. Uh, I'm never going to rule them out, especially against a, a team like Houston. Uh, it is getting a little pricey there, though. I'd rather spend down so I can spend up elsewhere. So I'm just not getting anybody that's you know, 10K or over into my lineups here. I'm going with a 9K guy, an 8K guy, and a, a nearly a 7K guy. So basically just splitting up my salary. Uh, among you know three guy kind of studs and then the rest are all pretty mid-tier guys because i think there's a lot of value in that mid-tier here um so bonus yeah so he's in my player pool i'm not not rostering him right now but he is somebody i'm definitely looking at and interested in if i can swap him in uh you know things will definitely change between now and lock so just keep an eye there uh kevin hoarder though at 50 5100 is the guy that i did end up rostering and uh you know we've seen this kind of offensive role grow uh, without you know Darren Fox in there, we've seen a couple guys grow with the offensive role. Malik Monk, who was a guy I pointed out in the last game, he had a pretty decent game for us there. Um, and Keegan Murray, and I had Keegan Murray in original in my original lineup here, and so he's a guy I'm also kind of looking at to carry a little bit more of the offensive load. But those are the guys that really kind of get the shots when Darren Fox is out. Um, you know, Porter again has not shot the ball well. If he ever does, he's going to have probably a monster line. He's put up 28.75 and 32.25 DK points in the last two games, despite shooting, like, looks like roughly 34 or 35% from the field. So, if he's going to get the same amount of shots and actually hit some of them, <laughs> that would be uh, pretty huge. Uh, he's also capable of putting up some some steals and some blocks. Um, you know, the, the assists have been nice. Uh, I'm not really expecting much more there, and the rebounds have been very nice as well. Uh, so, if he can keep those numbers up and increase the scoring, uh, you know, again, you could be looking at 40 to 45 DK points, which is just huge for a fit guy that costs 5,100. So he's the guy that really does stick out to me the most. Uh, Malik Monk is 5,700. I think he's capable of breaking the slate. I said that in the last one. He only got nine shots in the last game, which kind of surprised me. But he also had two blocks, which also surprised me. He's been blocking the ball a lot this season, actually. But uh, 16 points in just 25 minutes. I mean, that's the problem is if his minutes are going to be capped at 25, even when he's shooting five of nine from the field, Three of five from distance and blocking two shots. I mean, he was active and, and playing well, and for whatever reason, he just didn't play a lot. I just, I don't know if I can trust it. So that's why I'd rather go with Hoyer, who's cheaper, and I think I can trust the minutes there, and and that's what I'm going to go with there. So, um, anyone else that kind of sticks out to me here? I mean, Davion Mitchell, obviously, 4800 is a guy you can look at as well. He had a really nice game in the last one, 30 minutes. We've seen him drop off the, you know drop off a cliff before and with that price tag almost five thousand it's not like it's really a whole lot of savings so i'm not super duper into him but i think if he's you know you want to save a little bit of money you can definitely go that route um on the houston side yeah alpern shingun at 8200 is definitely in my player pool uh he gets to go up against another defensive center in De demontis sabonis um and you know 
I think this will be an interesting matchup because these guys are similar players. They are they're very similar. I mean, they're pretty similar. I mean, you know, in terms of the ways that they affect the offense of their teams, in terms of the way that they get criticized for their defense. Um, you know, <laughs> there's just a lot of similarities there, and so I think this is going to be an interesting matchup. But yeah, I think Shingun is a guy. Um, that gets hate and, and, uh, you know, I'm definitely one of those haters. I've said it before and, you know, I'm not opposed to, to rostering him here. I think it's a, a good move actually, because I do think he has quite a bit of upside, uh, you know, in this matchup where it's going to be probably a pretty high scoring affair. Um, not super interested in anyone else on the Rockets though. So we'll move on to the last game here, the seventh game on our slate, which of course, Brings us to my Chicago Bulls against the Denver Nuggets. And they're in Denver on a back-to-back where they just took a tough L. Um, Torrey Craig's in the starting lineup now over Patrick Williams. Kobe White just had a good game. It's, I'm not optimistic about this one for the Bulls. It could get out of hand early. I will say that uh, typically Nikola Vucevic does a good job and plays Nikola Jokic pretty well. So I'm not going to be playing Nikola Jokic at 12,000. Um, I do think that Vooch is slept on defensively in general. Um, but when it comes to guarding opposing big men, he's actually not bad at all. Um, that's one thing he does excel at, I, I think. So uh, So I'm not playing Jokic here at that price tag. I think other guys are going to step up for the Nuggets. I do think it could be an early night also for the Nuggets starters if the Bulls just simply don't show up. The Bulls are a little bit deeper than last than last season, though, so... I don't think there's a huge probability that happens. Um, it could get ugly, but I do think that the Bulls probably do hang around and lose by like 7, 8, 9, 10 points. You know, it's one of those kind of things. Um, I think all the Bulls at, at this point, their their stars are priced to the point where I just don't really want them, especially not against the Denver Nuggets. Levine's 7,600 now. DeRozan's 7,400. Vucevic is 7,700. Those guys were all like $400, $500 cheaper just recently, so I'm not interested there. Uh, I guess, you know, Jamal Murray would probably be somebody you could consider if you're not going to play Jokic and you're thinking this is going to be a close game, but the Nuggets win. He'd probably be the guy that would step up. Um, Michael Porter Jr.'s priced up here. I just, you know, the pricing just makes it difficult to get many of these people in. Um, I am not interested. And I know Torrey Craig's starting now. He's only 3,500. I'm not going to suggest him. He just doesn't do enough, doesn't get enough minutes. It's still kind of a platoon situation there. I mean, if you wanted to play one of those guys, I'd probably play Patrick Williams. He's the young guy, um, fire lit under him, 21 minutes in the last one, played ten, scored 10 points, got rev five rebounds in just 21 minutes, uh, four or six from the field. Had a really good game, actually, coming off the bench. And he's got to be motivated here. Um, so, you know, if you were going to play somebody uh, just as a flyer, that's who I'd gravitate towards. But I think you can comfortably pass this game. And so you're not going to have that late hammer. I hope that's okay. Uh, if you want the late hammer, I guess it would be Jamal Murray. That'd be my 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 choice there. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, that's gonna do it, guys. That is an early kind of primer look at the slate here. It's a seven game slate for Saturday. I am Keith Cork. You can follow me on Twitter at, at @ethoskeith. Make sure you also go follow at @ethosdfs at @ethosdfs, where we always release all of our shows and uh, some extra goodies along the way. So go follow that, guys. Until next time, hey. Go get that money.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.